Welcome, everybody, to another controversial episode of Math, Money, and Freedom. The question is today, is this rally going to be sustained? Is it going to continue? So what do we see? So let's jump into a whole bunch of stuff. Thank you all for being here, and thank you all for the support for yesterday's Christmas special with <laughs> my two favorites, Greg and Jeff. Hope you enjoyed it. So let's jump in and find out what's going on in the real world, or in the metaverse, or whatever world you want to call it. And so let me just get these things right. Okay. Boom. Should be working. And make sure it's working. Yes, we are working. Math, money, and freedom. And this is edutainment. Thank you all for being here. Hope you're having a good holiday. So first of all, Bitcoin is a volatile beast. And uh, it looked really good this morning when Bitcoin was shot up above 52,000. Right now, it just fell 1,500 bucks again in a few hours. But this is how Bitcoin moves, everybody. Okay? <laughs> it goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down. But the overall trajectory is always going up. And then people always say they buy the dips, but then they think it's going to go lower. And, you know, sometimes it's good to dollar cost average. But again, that's just the nature of the beast. We'll cover more about this tomorrow in TA Tuesday as we jump in and talk about why things move. So the big question is, is... The halving cycle delayed or broken? So in this little chart here, you will see the most pressing question we all have in our minds. What's going to happen next? So the top line there on that chart is 2013 action. The green line is 2017 bull run. And we are in 2021. And it looks like it's performing less than half of what things have done historically. But the question is, where do we go from here? Are the grand multi-year boom and bust cycles gone? Maybe. Um, is there increasing liquidity? Yes. Is there more institutional investors? Yes. Do things move slower? Yes. Is it a bigger asset? Yes. So we'll see where it all goes. But I think, from, as far as I'm concerned, this is good news. Uh, because the volatile swings of the past would scare away institution money. Now let's talk to Willie Wu here. See what he sees going on. He did this great podcast with Pete McCormick. And they spoke about how the market is now mature. It's a mature asset. And how Willy Woo believes the four-year cycle is dead. And also, 69K is our all-time high. He believes we can shoot to 100K. It's nothing for it to do that. So basically, he says 50% gainers happen all the time with Bitcoin. And most importantly, he sees Bitcoin averaging out at 100K at the end of 2022. So it's very important to take that into account. What he means by averaging out, that's kind of like the average year-end price. But up to get there during the year, there could be a lot of volatility. And a lot of people are talking about a $200,000 Bitcoin next year. So I don't want to sound too overly bullish, but a lot of people came out pounding the tables. We'll talk more about some of those. But one of the things we need to be aware of is this. This is the Bitcoin derivatives open interest hitting an all-time high. Now, we did speak to the fact that not too long ago, many were wiped out, all the leverage longs early December. But it looks like they're right back again. So this can be a scary sign. Obviously, we thought we shed ourselves of all the levered longs, and that would let us go up higher. But they're back again. Thank you to the 8,000 bonus of Bybit or whatever, where you can <laughs> trade a 20% margin and get wrecked every day by the manipulators. Anyway, we don't do that stuff here. You guys know that. But here... Um, the leverage ratio, as I mentioned, to all-time high. There was also talk of some large Binance deposits occurring. Uh, I'll talk more about that again tomorrow as well. It's too much time to dig into, not enough time to dig into it right now. 
But looking back, this can signal a bull trap, potentially. And that is giving people false hope. But there's other things that counterbalance that. So first of all, this one is the NUPL, which indicates a rally. The NUPL is the net unrealized profit loss for Bitcoin, and it turned positive on the 20th or 21st of December, highlighting the fact that the network is in a state of net profit. Now, usually recovery of the NUPL, the net unrealized profit loss, signal to green, to the green zone. You see the way the, the light line color goes from red to yellow to green? When it turns green, that is right before a big rally. And those little green arrows that I added to make the chart more visible indicate bottoms. So typically when we bounce off this level, we go up. We only breached it kind of during the summer, during the 11 week period of doldrums, typical for the summer. But here we are back again. So the question is, what will happen next? And that is the $21 million question. So let's talk about another uh, indicator here. This is from the OCC group, the on-chain college. And uh, a big thing that they keep their eyes on is when the trend for both net realized profit and loss decreases to low levels. The question is what happens next? So what I did was I added my steps, you know, my three steps of kind of support, which is kind of indicative of where Bitcoin is going and overlay them on this chart so you can see it a little bit better. So as far as I'm concerned, the big takeaway here is we typically do not stay long, red for long, although we did during the summer, but after a dip and step two and step three seem to have the same duration of red, this could be the time we go green again, which could bring about some very nice green spikes. So let's watch this carefully. Again, I think it's bullish. Um, now, another Bitcoin news, Ray Dalio came out and he said, gold has one advantage over Bitcoin. That's hilarious. What is this advantage? I hear you all asking, what can gold do better than Bitcoin? And he said, you can't trace it. So <laughs> that was kind of funny. He says, governments have the ability to trace Bitcoin, but a gold piece is impossible to trace and it's unconnected from the digital world. So let's go undigital, Ray. It's kind of like... Um, our friends at Palantir buying a whole bunch of gold instead of crypto is because they believe maybe the dark ages will come back. So going undigital, I'm afraid, is not the way, but it is an advantage that gold has over Bitcoin. So I thought that was very interesting, worth sharing. So let's talk a little bit about Ethereum drainage continuing. This is really quite startling. And thank you, Sanjay, for sending this in. This is from Woo Blockchain. And according to Glassnode, Ethereum's exchange outflow seven-day moving average reached a four-year low of about 6,100. And we'll discuss this more in TA Tuesday tomorrow. But again, I keep talking about the supply being drained off exchanges. This is very bullish. And there'll come a time where there'll be nothing left. So, And then price will go up. One of the reasons I really like Ethereum right now. So let's talk a bit more about Bitcoin and Bitcoin pricing. This is from Tom Lee. He is a top analyst. I actually do follow him. I like what he does. He focuses a lot on equities, but also Bitcoin. And he believes his price prediction, he has doubled it from $100,000 to $200,000 in the year 2022. And uh, a whole bunch of stuff here. But again, why would he be so bullish? Well, he didn't give away all of the information other than a lot of more adoption and limited supply and all the usual stuff we know. But for him to pound the table on this is kind of interesting. Now, who is Tom Lee? He is from Fundstrat. 
and uh, they have great analytics for analyzing equities, stock markets, and everything else. Now, the fact that he doubled down from going a $100,000 target, which he also had as a year-end target for 2021, he came out and pounded his fist on the table on October 14th. Uh, but to double it to 200000 in 2022 is shows me a lot of confidence, and he sees things that maybe Kathy Woods and others see. Now, the point is, it's only a matter of time before this thing goes up, but I think there's a very, very high, high probability we'll see $100,000 next year, maybe a lot more. And these are top, top people like Willie Wu and Tom Lee that this really could go up from here. So hang tight. Ignore the weakness over the last couple of weeks. So let's look at one other indicator. And this one will comment in, and then we'll get off the Bitcoin train. Um, judgment Day is coming, as he says, which is kind of like one of the charts I showed about five slides ago. But, but basically, Will Clemente is not sure where he's going, but he's going to have his bullish memes prepared just in case. Now, what this is, is this is the, if you divide the cost basis of short-term holders by the cost basis of long-term holders, historically, it gives a very accurate signal of the state of the market. And when the short-term holder cost basis overextends from long-term holders, it's time to be cautious. And when short-term holders' cost basis is below long-term holders, it's time to buy. But right now, we're right in the middle. So it could go up or down, but Will is thinking up. And from all the other stuff I showed, up like looks like the way we're going to go. So 80 to 90% sure that's the direction coming up. Now let's look at the Pure Multiple. Another good one here, another very bullish signal. This typically has historically indicated market cycle tops. When you get into the red zone at the very top, we are so far away from that right now. And uh, what OCC did again as well is they built channels around the pure multiple over previous bull markets. And you can see the pace of change and the vertical incline of these channels goes down with each cycle. Again, the assets getting more mature and more stable as more institutional money comes in. But basically, according to this, this is looking very, very bullish as well. So we expect a bullish move up to that red channel one day. And that red channel is very far away. It's about $190,000 um, if we ever get there. Now let's go and talk about what we're talking about today. This is the mini Christmas rally we've had. It was led, coincidentally, by three names, Bitcoin, Solana, and Polygon. They led the charge and they brought the crypto market cap back above $2.5 trillion. I think it's right back up under that now again. But the key thing here to notice is Bitcoin rose 8%, fallen back a little bit. And Ethereum sat at around 4,000, just above 4,000, and only had weekly gains of about 4%. But Solana had over 10% weekly returns, and Matic had a shocking 20% for the week. As you know, Ethereum, Solana, Matic are my top three. So it's nice to see the money going to the right places. So we'll watch this carefully. Now, one of the things that I keep getting hounded by i'm hounded by all sorts of people um but this is kind of like oh solana's vc backed it's like so i decided just to just stick a pin in that fud and i hope these people can kind of do some homework so i'm getting kind of tired of people shooting down solana due to vcs and vc funded platforms but first i put together this little chart here which has a list of all the top names that we kind of like and which are all kind of some of the top and some of the worst performance, just to give you an idea. But it has Flow, Luna, Phantom, Binance, Solana, Salo, Avalanche, ICP, Near, Polkadot. 
I threw ICP in there just for giggles because it was in the chart that was on the right-hand side. And here, the most important thing, everybody, this is not cherry-picked. The, the average VC insider holding of these crypto names is 46.1%. The top is Flow, and second is Luna, third is Phantom, fourth is BNB. And then bumping up against that is number five is Solana, Celo, and Avalanche are all very, very close. So the point is, hey, if you want to throw FUD or afraid to invest in an asset that has VCs behind it, hmm, there's also an interesting correlation. Those with really good VCs behind it have really good performance as well. And there's a few other things I'd like to mention as well. Uh, the biggest VC rounds over the last 18 months or so were places like SpaceX and Rivian that have also performed very well. And not to mention all the major companies in the world are all venture capital funded. Tesla, Google, Facebook, Microsoft, and go all the way back. So everybody, don't worry about the VC stuff. It's there. It's one of the things. Yes, it would be nice if a crypto could just grow organically out of the ground from a little seed. You know, throw a dollar in the ground, it turns into a $50 billion asset. That would be great. No VC involvement, but that's not how the world works, everybody. So just want to make sure you guys are aware of that. Okay? Share that with your friends. Now, let's talk about something related. Matic was one of the top ones leading the charge here. But if you look carefully, this is a December 6th Medium article uh, from... And it talks about, uh, and this is data, sorry, it's on-chain data from uh, uh, the block, into the block. And it shows that 11 whales own nearly 76% of all Matic, which is a little bit scary. So it's not just select names that have a lot of concentration in not only insiders and heavy wallets. Many cryptos are all the same. So always bear that in mind too. This does not prevent me from investing in Matic and being so bullish on it because it's one of the fastest growing SCPs out there, despite being a level, a layer two. Let's talk about Cardano Vision for 2022. Uh, Charles was out yesterday and he was talking about the goals and the vision for Cardano in 2022. And that can be summed up in three bullets. First of all, he did say his goal for the second half of 2022. So late 2022, because sometimes they do run behind on delivering is to figure out how to put all the pieces together and get an end-to-end microfinance transaction on Cardano running. This will build out compliant peer-to-peer -peer lending on chain. It exists already in other chains, but they're gonna build it. And the focus will be to do it in Africa and expand its adoption across Africa. So that's the Cardano news. Again, it's, it's okay to take profits, everybody, if you want to and wait to get in maybe at a lower price and wait for all the stuff to be delivered. Um, but some of us don't have time to wait. So that's it. Now let's talk about Ethereum. Uh, there are some very large Ethereum whales. Again, there's huge concentration in Ethereum as well, just like Polygon. And they are very interested all of a sudden in the metaverse token called Sand, Sandbox. And this is from Whale Stats. So the one wallet tracker reported that uh, they are not only extremely bullish on this metaverse token, but had traded it and flipped over from being, you know, I think in the past Chainlink was one of their top investor favorites. Now it's switched to the metaverse and sandbox. So we'll talk about this chart again tomorrow in TA Tuesday. So we'll tune into that. 
Now, a little bit of news, macro geopolitical news, whatever you want to talk about. Uh, SJM is Swadeshi Yagran Manch. He's a he's part of the economic cultural organization in India, and they are seeking to find a true ban on cryptocurrencies. And this is part of the leading party in India. Uh, they want cryptos banned so they can focus on their central bank digital currency to support, you know, how they control people better in India. So we'll see what happens. But I say do it. Try ban Bitcoin because you just make it more popular. Look at any country that's banned it. It just spikes the popularity of Google searches and adoption of the currency. People don't trust governments anymore. And I think that's been the big change in the world since March 2020. So in other news as well, crypto ad spending, this is from MarTech magazine, is exploding. And a lot of companies are investing heavily to educate users. And invest advertising in crypto was kind of blocked from some channels for a long time, but it's come in hard over the last quarter or so. And it's interesting to see the top five companies that are investing in advertising crypto services are JP Morgan, I think, uh, Invesco, State Street, BlackRock, Northern Trust, all the companies that you love and hold dear to your heart. So that's kind of shocking. Anyway, and final news as well, beware of DAOs, decentralized autonomous organizations. I've never invested in them. I think they're very shaky. They all have terrible tokenomics and they're very, very risky places. It's truly is the Wild West. But I do believe one day DAOs will become mature enough to really control things in an autonomous way. But this one is kind of interesting. MetaDAO makes off a 3.2 million in rug pull. And this is on top of another one that um, got rug pulled. But the point is, what, what's happening now is projects are being advertised on Medium. I used to go to Medium a lot. Now I've discovered you can't trust articles on Medium. So the story behind this project inception had big names listed on it, like Wall Street Bets legend Keith Gill, and the team from GameStop, etc., etc. And the point is, it didn't do well. People lost a lot of money. So Medium seems to be full of pumpers these days. And I longer, no longer trust what's said there. There was some other chains that I looked at, read about three or four different Medium articles, and they looked really impressive. But now I just wouldn't trust anything that comes out of there. Not that I bought anything. And only last night as well, I think another uh, name called Peck Shield reported another rug pull event, which took about, I think, 1,100 BNB, Binance um, tokens, from the DAO as well. And this is on top of another DAO, which was the Binance Smart Chain Project Squid Token. You remember the Squid Games. There was another one. So these things are happening. So if you are dabbling in DAOs, be very, very careful because they're all being mugged left, right, and center right now. So with that, everybody, I want to thank you all for being here. Uh, I don't keep you long because it's the holiday season, and I'm respectful of your time. I want to thank the moderators out here as well, keeping the community safe, free from scammers and hackers. And big thank you as well to all the stickers that we donate. I look forward to sponsoring some new animals this weekend. So thanks, everybody. Happy Monday, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. I'll try to get the TA Tuesday out a little bit earlier too. Okay, cheers all. Bye.